So it's, uh, it's my love story with plants that has gotten me to where I am today, just sort of being fascinated by them uh, and wanting to know, yeah, just everything about them, <laughs> everything. Welcome to Ecology Matters, a podcast from the Ecological Society of Australia. In each episode, meet a different ecologist, discover what makes them passionate about Australian ecology, what their hopes and fears are for the future of our natural world, and why they think that ecology really does matter. I knew I was going to be a field biologist. I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. I found that I had a real connection with the land in that area. I don't think I'm going to be getting bored in the next five years, that's for sure. I'm really interested in changing the world. <laughs> so yeah, I think it is going to make a big difference, which is exciting. I think that's really cool to see that can actually make a really significant difference. People are starting to appreciate cultural knowledge a lot more than what it would have been appreciated in the past. I'm, I'm really hopeful it's going to make a really positive change to what's going on here. Joining us this episode is Ebony Potts. Tropical forests are increasingly at risk of fire, largely as a result of climate change. Ebony completed her honours research looking at the flammability of tropical forest species and has now started a PhD extending this work. She won the 2021 Applied Forest Ecology Scholarship for this research, as well as the 2020 Sir Joseph Banks Medal for Excellence in Botany from James Cook University. Um, I think essentially I've always, well, what sparked my interest was actually travelling Australia in a van. And when I was driving around and seeing all of the different plants, as well as sort of landscapes, I wanted to understand more of the mechanisms behind these things. So that's what really started. And then I did some fruit picking as well, uh, which was pretty brutal work. And um, it was uh, just heavily sort of coated in pesticide and and it made me think, no, I really want to go to university and uh, be the person on the other side where I can contribute. Uh, and I started sort of training to be an environmental manager and then my love for plants has just led me down this path of wanting to know more uh, and wanting to know, yeah, just everything about them, <laughs> everything. You're, you were looking at the flammability of tropical forest species, is that right? Yeah, correct, yep. Can you, can you give a, a summary of that project, your honours project, and why it's so important? What led me into it is essentially, you know, the unknowns of climate change and uh, tropical rainforest systems, and in particular with increased wildfire uh, and wildfire impacts. And then it was sort of following on from that 2019-2020 Australian bushfire that basically lit up, you know, the whole east coast of Australia. And... Yeah, just a lot of things out of that, uh, a lot of gaps popped up about how much we don't know in terms of, um, in particular, tropical rainforests. So we don't know, yeah, how they recover um, too well. And essentially, we don't really know how they burn, which was sort of basically trying to start from, from the start. So there's lots of flammability studies. Um, it's like a, it's not a new concept. Uh, but they're all done mainly in Mediterranean environments and they haven't been done up until now in a tropical environment. So essentially what we wanted to do was go in and um, collect uh, tropical forest plant shoots and uh, what we did was put them on a barbecue and burnt them um, to see if whether they have high or low flammability um, and what plant traits might um, influence that as well. That sounds amazing. I, I haven't heard of anyone else 
using a barbecue in their honours project. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> it was definitely an interesting honours project and a lot of people laugh when I tell them uh, what I did. <laughs> and um, how, how are you hoping to apply that? So essentially what I wanted to do was figure out sort of go through the complexity of the rainforest and figure out the stages of flammability in terms of life forms. So I started um, looking at the trees, shrubs and vines together. And then I also looked at um, plant families. And the outcomes of this was to come up with low flammability uh, plant life forms or species or families for future potential conservation. In terms of there's a concept called green fire breaks. And this is sort of something that's quite established overseas where they use a lot of low flammable species along vulnerable edges to suppress a fire if it was coming through. Or if we've found particularly high flammable species to uh, recommend to um, plant them out sparsely so that if a wildfire did come through, it's not going to ignite a massive cluster of highly flammable species and have a cluster of low flammable species sort of left behind. And were, mm. you, were you surprised by your results? Did you find that um, there were species that were highly flammable that you didn't expect to be highly flammable? I was, uh, what I found was that trees, so our canopy trees, pioneer trees and our understory trees are quite high in flammability, especially the canopy trees. And the shrubs are quite low in flammability. So I was very shocked because when reading literature in regard to Mediterranean environments, it's actually uh, the other opposite way. So it's shrubs that are highly flammable and the trees are less flammable. So that was an uh, interesting find and it was uh, shocking. And within shrubs, I also uh, tested invasive shrubs. They were a part of the, the different sort of functional groups. And I expected to find that invasives would just always be uh, flammable, whereas they were quite low in flammability. There was only one species or two species that were very high. Um, but yes, I was quite shocked because I expected that um, invasive species were would be high in flammability just due to the biomass turnover capacity, essentially, how much they can produce in a short amount of time. Um, yeah, so that was it was fascinating. And then I essentially tested a bunch of uh, like nine different families and some had oil dots. Um, so your uh, eucalyptus family. So it's a rainforest eucalypts um, and some without. And I expected that think, you know, the families that had oil dots would be primarily most flammable than the ones without. However, I didn't find this. It was sort of not driven by uh, oil dots at all. It was more so uh, driven by the leaf dry matter content of a of a plant so the amount of fuel that's the amount of dry fuel that is available um, for high flammability or if the, it's low in flammability it's the amount um, more water that's available and less dry content. Why do you think the the canopy and the the shrub um, pattern was the opposite here versus Europe? From the sort of essentially out of my thesis that I wrote during my honours I drew conclusions that um, canopies, uh, there's still a lot more testing to be done, um, but out of my tiny little study, I concluded that canopies, because um, it's rainforest, so we've got this closed canopy structure. So they don't have to sort of go dormant as much as um, shrubs and some vines. Um, so shrubs in a, in a rainforest, they're kind of 
battling for resources and they essentially can stay you know the same size for a very long time until a little ray of sunshine hits them and then they can take off whereas canopies they can really just accumulate they've got all the light they need um, they've got all the water they need so they can really accumulate more fuels so they can um, they grow and they're essentially got more um, dry fuel because they've had more photosynthesis and things like that so they've been able to grow and then uh, with families so the families is still a big question mark uh, so there's more more testing um, but there are a few there were a few theories. We couldn't really conclude why there was differences in families without testing more traits. So at this stage, it's um, most likely due to growth and the positioning and things like that. Yeah. And are you, are you um, uh, like you said, you're doing your PhD. Are you mm -hmm. continuing this work in your PhD or working on something completely different? No, I'm continuing this work, yeah. Sort of the more I did last year, the more I realised um, needed to be done. So this year I'll be um, still working on flammability in rainforests and I'll be at this stage quite loosely be testing more traits so that we can sort of really start to understand mechanisms behind high, low or medium flammability um, that may be able to be used as predictors um, and so, and other traits. So I just did functional traits last year. So sort of what contributes to a plant's functioning, but this year it would be, in my PhD, it would be great to um, tick off the boxes like um, chemical traits, as well as sort of structural and functional traits. So explore a bit of a, bro a broader trait pool. And then uh, moving on and from flammability would be to, because a massive question that was being asked Last year when I would pre present this research, a question back was what's the mortality and what's the post-fire recovery of rainforests after fires? And essentially I couldn't answer that because it's not what I, the flammability is not quite testing it. It's That's the first point of call, sort of how flammable something is. So in my PhD in the second and third year, I'd like to go out and um, really sort of investigate how severe wildfires are on rainforest and if they're going to recruit back to like the community structure will return to rainforest or if it will transition to another community type. Is, so um, like you said earlier about the applications this could have for uh, mm. land management and fire management mm. are, yes. are you um, hoping to work in partnership with with some of these land management bodies to to implement these results and this knowledge? Yeah, definitely. Uh, doing something that's so novel and something where we could probably start making changes now uh, is super exciting. And I'd really love to uh, essentially get it to that to that point. So I would um, be definitely collaborating with more land managers and government agencies and things like that with the recommendations, uh, especially in terms of restoration and the future and trying to contribute to some added resiliency of rainforests against fires um, to help preserve the ecosystems and yeah just contribute in a way that I can against climate change impacting the environment. Ecology Matters is a podcast by the Ecological Society of Australia a not-for-profit organisation supporting ecologists and ecological science in Australia. We acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of country throughout Australia 
and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. To learn more about our work, follow us on social media, visit our website or sign up to our newsletter. You can find links to these in the show notes. This episode was produced by Grace Heathcote and Elodie Compressi. The theme music is Glow by Scott Buckley. Lastly, thank you to all the ecologists who have taken part in this series and shared their perspectives on why ecology matters.